Hi, Arman. Hello. <laughs> it's your mom forcing you to do a podcast. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, it's going to be almost three weeks exactly since uh, Nana died. And I know you have a lot of emotions about him. So, let's talk about Nana. Who's Nana? He is my grandfather. He has died about 20 days from now, or 20 days ago. It is November 28th, 2022. Okay. So, do you want to talk about Nana, like when he first got sick, or do you want to talk about recently? Where do you want to start? Mm, I think it's better to start from the beginning. What do you remember about when Nana first got sick? I mean, I don't remember as much, but I know that it was caused because, you know, he's very, very, very stubborn. <laughs> he doesn't want to admit to anything. So whenever he came back from India, they didn't say anything, and neither did he. And then it went down from there. Yeah, so when he came back from India, he actually had like a really bad cold and he was not very steady and we just thought it's because he was super sick. But then um, <clears throat> he got very unsteady, right? He couldn't walk straight. Yep. And so we ended up taking him to the emergency room just thinking that it would be, well, I'm going to say the medical term like normal pressure hydrocephalus or something older people get but then we actually found out that he had uh, blood beneath the dura on both sides of his brain that was shocking and then you and daddy and Arpin and everybody came to the hospital um, and he got admitted right uh, dumb down words um, blood and brain no good <laughs> that's right Blood in the brain is, is no good. And um, then he got worse in the hospital. He ended up having to go to surgery where they put a hole in his skull to drain the blood. So we were all super worried in the ICU before the surgery. But after the surgery, he actually did relatively okay. And then he came back home, right? Then he came back home. And within the next three months, he had to get a few more surgeries. Yeah. So he came back home, and he was actually getting stronger. So initially, the symptoms that he had was that he couldn't speak. So we didn't know how much he was understanding what we were saying. And then um, he also had weakness on the right side, so he couldn't write and use his right hand as well as he could before, and he was right-handed. Um, but he got stronger, but then he got weaker. So we ended up taking him back. At that time, we thought it was nothing, and then he came back and became weak again. Now he was unable to swallow food, so we had to take him right back to the hospital. And that's when he found they found that he had actually an infection in that same space that he had the blood. Right? Mm -hmm. So then Nana came home 
and he had had part of his skull removed, so he always had to wear a helmet, and he had no real barrier between his brain and the outside world except for the helmet. And you learned how to hang antibiotics because we had to do it on a daily basis, right? Yep. So we did that for a couple of weeks. Um, do we still have that blue helmet? Or we threw it away? <laughs> I think we ceremoniously, like, sacrificed it to say, yay, Nana is better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so he finished the antibiotics, but it was a while before he could have his... Um, skull replaced because they really wanted to make sure it wouldn't get reinfected. So what was that time like when he had to wear his helmet? Very difficult making sure he doesn't hit anything again even though he did have something protecting him. Remember uh, we went to the beach um, it was like during the day and we went to the beach he was in his wheelchair and we just wanted him to like you know get to see the outside world get some fresh air after a while of just being stuck and on the couch mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so at that time he was using a walker to walk and if we did long distances he was in a wheelchair um and initially we had him staying in the front of the house because he was very impulsive and we didn't want him to fall, right? Yep. And eventually we moved him into his room. So that was a lot of progress. But that was like six months that he had no skull there. Yeah. And then they were able to make a replacement. Mm-hmm. It's something metal, right? No, it's a special synthesized Material. product, yeah, that the surgeon felt would be better for him. Uh -huh. um, and he actually got that surgery done in January of 2020. So Still a while ago, two years. He did pretty well after getting his skull replacement back. Um... And then how did things go? No. He got better. And then after a while, I mean, like, he was fine for a while. He came with us to eat. He came, he came with us whenever we went on, like, trips, like road trips, mm -hmm. going up to Georgia. But, I mean, he was fine. Well, the thing is that he got better in the sense that he was able to walk on his own, but not with the greatest strength. He did do physical therapy for a while, but... Yeah, I mean, he, he was, like, good to the point of, like, whatever his limit was with whatever's yeah. happened to him. Yeah, and then the biggest frustration for him and us was he still could not consistently communicate. So he had times where he couldn't say anything meaningful and then there were times where he would just be talking normally like nothing had ever happened and just like on and off every day yeah and it's when we really wanted to have him have friends family anybody visit so that he can get stimulated and talk more but it was very difficult 
uh, for any of that to happen because that kind of coincided with what else happened in 2020. So there's this new disease. It's called <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it, but it allows people to not be around each other. Right. And have to wear masks and a little bit of a lockdown. Yeah. I mean, that time, thank God, um, he was home and, and uh, isolated and he never got sick. And that would have been devastating. Um, and then eventually... We never got sick of COVID. Yeah, we never <laughs> did either. Yay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very lucky in, in none of us getting sick during that time. But it was a tough time. I mean, personally, it was a tough time for you, right? With virtual mm -hmm. school. You remember that? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't remember anything from school. <laughs> I just remember sitting there clicking mute and then unmute and then mute. <laughs> I think it was so helpful that we had Nana during that time because it's like we were so stuck in the house. Mm -hmm. At least we had somebody that didn't even understand what the pandemic was <laughs> and we had to act normally around him. Um, we didn't basically didn't know. I don't even think he knew even now. No, no. So he he did well in that time, but it was it was very difficult. I think there was a lot of emotions, and he was like part of the stabilizing things for the family. Um, but you were doing a lot for him during that time. Do you remember all the things you had to do for him? A lot of cleaning him, changing his diapers. His, you know, he couldn't little bit of struggles getting up and stuff like mm -hmm. that and there's feeding him getting him to bed picking him off the floor every time he falls randomly hearing noises I'm like hmm if I hear that noise one more time I think I might know what it is but I can't tell and I was like oh that's my grandpa on the floor <laughs> <laughs> I have to jump out of bed I mean, he felt more probably starting 2021 uh, rather than 2020, but yeah. And then he had underlying disease called NASH, or non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. So basically he had cirrhosis of the liver, uh, but he, he never drank down. any of <laughs> His liver wasn't working, and so he couldn't filter out toxins, and he was uh, retaining fluid. So... You had to put compression stockings on him every day, right? All right, yeah, because his feet would swell up, and he's not, like, going to the gym every day doing legs. It's just his legs swelling <laughs> up every day. Yeah. Very hard to put the socks on. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then his skin was very dry, so you would always get into a coughing spell taking his socks. There are dead skin cells in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> So putting the socks on and then taking them off, even if you never remember to do it, what would happen? Nana would come knock, knock, knocking on your door. You know, every four o'clock in the morning too. <laughs> four a.m. or four p.m. Yeah, he'd be like, "Put it on, take it off. Put it on, take it off." So that was, you know, part of what made him worse was that his liver started getting worse. So. He did pretty much okay for like a year and a half, almost two years. And then this year, 
he started getting uh, weaker, right? And probably around August, he got really weak to the point that he was not bouncing back. So he now had to go back to using a walker. Um, he uh, he was good for a while without a walker. Yeah. Well, him just being stubborn and not wanting to touch the walker. Yeah. And then he got to the point where he was using a walker backwards to the point where he was using a chair instead of a walker because he thought mm-hmm. it looked like the walker. Yeah. Um, and I think in August when we took him to the ER, um, he made it clear that he didn't want to stay in the hospital. And after that, he didn't want to even go back. But I think inside all of us, inside me, you, the daddy, everybody, the more he stayed not consistently getting better, the more worried we were. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Because he just wasn't getting back to how he was. So we got physical therapy to come out and see him. We tried to make him exercise. He changed his night day even more. Because before he would sleep during the day, but sleep during the day on the sofa. Now he was actually going to his bed to sleep during the day. Yeah, so it would be like 9 a.m. through probably like 9 p.m. Just sleeps during the day in his bed. And then he just wakes up walking around with no one around. And And that's when the noises started getting more frequent, right? Yeah. He just has, like, free will, middle of the night, you know. Definitely, there's a lot of people awake right now. And he just does what he wants. And then he'd fall, and you'd end up having to pick him up um, and try to get him back. And then he kind of stayed like that until, like, the last two days before he died, where he got very weak and... Like he, he couldn't was swallow. On his left side. Yeah. Even when he tried to stand him up, he was not able to stay straight. No, or sit down on like a regular chair. Yeah, we had to fall. prop up his his side, otherwise he'd fall to the left. Yeah, try to yell at him so he would like hear us. Somewhere. Yeah, that's the other thing. He seemed to get more deaf in 2022. Yeah. So you have to, like, genuinely yell at him. Yeah. And um, he just uh, really looked bad. So I think all of us were just, like, super preparing and super scared and just not knowing what to do. Because he again said he didn't want to go to the hospital, right? We asked him again that things are really bad and he's gotten so much weaker. And let's go. And he said no. I mean, he'd been through a lot since 2019, and he'd been through a lot of surgeries and a lot of hospitalizations, and he'd consistently said he didn't want to go through all that again. So then on November 8th, he passed in his sleep. Very peaceful. Very peacefully. I think we're very, very thankful um, that he passed that way because he looked like he just was having the best sleep of his life. He was. He had, like, not even a grimace on his face. So, you know, he left us peacefully, and he didn't have to suffer. And um, I think 
we're going to be able to go into a lot more about this and kind of what we can do to maybe help other people in this situation in future podcasts, right? Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you. And we'll meet again soon.